Welcome back, everybody, to the Conscious Queens podcast. Callie and I just recently finished a three-day trauma healing somatic immersion um, that was absolutely incredible. And we wanted to kind of do like a debrief on everything that happened, what we healed, things that came up. And I think it's so powerful because not only, you know, did we do this immersion, but it's something that we've been doing for many, many years. You know, we studied kinesiology, mind-body medicine. We're into doing the healing and just seeing it from a healer's perspective and actually breaking down what came up. So a lot happened. Yes. And I know some of you guys are probably dying to hear the tea because you've seen our posts um, or you know the host of this immersion, Monica, and you're probably like, I really want to know what it was like. So we are excited to deliver that to you guys today. And I'm sure there is honestly this big burning question, which I used to have towards other healers and other coaches and things like that, which is why do we as healers, as kinesiologists, as women who have done a lot of work in the past, as in years of trauma healing, why do we continue to invest why do we continue to do the work? So Katie, do you want to answer that question? Yeah. So people think that if you're embodied in doing the healing and you're a healer, then therefore there might be a time where you come to the end of your journey where you don't have to heal anymore. And you're perfect and you <laughs> never need to do trauma healing anymore. Like how could you be a healer and yet have trauma to release? Yeah. And it's like, the trauma is never ending and it's not to kind of like, sorry, the healing is never ending sort of. Yeah. The the trauma and the healing is never ending. Like no matter how much you do, there's always going to be stuff that comes up. Like for us, I've done so much inner child healing, healed so much of my father wound, mother wound. And still when we did just basic inner child healing stuff still came up, came up. I still cried. Right. And so the thing is like, don't, create this goal for yourself where you're going to like get to this place and you have to be fully healed and until you get there then you're you still can't heal other people like that's not the point it's to recognize that yes I've still got healing but I'm also perfectly fine as I am now it's like this balance I feel like people can go into too much of like oh I need to do healing need to do healing to the point where they don't accept themselves as they are now or they avoid and say I've already done the work and it's like Mm. the work's never ending But I feel like we are both in that space of like, we know that where we are now is fucking fantastic. Like we are amazing. There's nothing really like massively holding us back, but we do the work to elevate, not to fix because we're not broken. Yes, I absolutely love that. I love that so much. And it's just so true. Like when you're chasing this idea of trying to be perfect and trying to have no problems or you're telling yourself, I've got nothing else to work on. I'm telling you right now, it's a lie. The people who say they've never experienced trauma have nothing to work on are the ones with the most trauma because they're avoiding it and they've disassociated. So that's why we continue doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Even when um, with Monica's, the immersion that we went to, the techniques are literally exactly the same as the techniques that we use. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't change how powerful it is. Also, the fact that I've done those healings maybe five, ten times before doesn't change the potency of it. Every time you do a healing, even if it's the same one, every time is different. There's a new layer. There's a new thing that you didn't even realize you were holding on to. And mm-hmm. what I absolutely loved actually about this immersion, 
was exactly that. There were things that came up that I didn't even know I was holding on to. And that's the beauty yeah. of doing this work. Like, I feel like in the beginning of your healing journey and your, your spiritual journey, whatever, you kind of, you have a clear idea. You're like, I've got these patterns. I've got these thoughts. I've got this symptom, depression, anxiety, whatever. And I want to work on that. And you're so aware of all of it. And you work on those things. Whereas the space that, like you're saying, Katie, that we're in now, it's kind of like, I don't really have these things in the forefront of my mind. Like I have these problems. It's more just, I actually just want to go deeper. Like what mm. else is still there that perhaps I don't even know is still there. The more trauma you unlock, the deeper you go into your personal power. That is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. And that's why I continue to do this work because I never regret it. I never go in and be like, oh, I didn't get anything out of that. It's like I always go deeper, discover something new, go deeper into my personal power. And I think I remember someone asked me a question um, during the immersion of like, oh, would you use the same techniques or is there like a different way that you would do it after a certain level of healing? And people don't realize like it doesn't matter if you've never done trauma healing or if you've done like five years of trauma healing or 10 years, it's the same techniques. It's the same thing that you do. It's just every single time something new comes up. So don't think it's like there's levels of trauma healing. And at the beginning, you need to use different techniques to like at the end, it doesn't matter. We do the same inner child healing that we've done like when we studied kinesiology, what, four years ago. You know what I mean? So it's actually not not really to do with the technique of healing. It's more to do with the surrendered journey that you go on during the healing and being able to have that detachment and non-resistance to whatever comes up and seeing that and realizing that every single time it's going to be something different. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's get into the details. Yeah. This immersion. This immersion was amazing. It was like – the investment was like six or seven thousand. Seven thousand for like three days. Yeah. yeah. And yes. what felt different about this immersion compared to other things we've done? Because we have done this thing called the red pill, which was a fifty dollar investment, four hours of deep release, literally the exact same technique, techniques that were used in this immersion that we just went to, whereas the investment was seven thousand mm. dollars. And the thing is that I knew that in I knew that even though the techniques would be the same, investing that much money would allow me to go even deeper than ever before. Because when I had yeah. paid $50 and I'm there doing the anger release, I'm screaming or whatever, I'm like, oh, you can feel yourself holding back a little bit. And I'm like, it doesn't mm. really matter. I'll just pay $50 again and do it again. I'll do it but next month. <laughs> exactly. But when I'm at, um, when I was at Monica's Immersion, I'm like lying there and I'm trying to get into it or my mind's like, oh, let's just think about dinner or tomorrow or my ex or this. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I paid $7,000 to be here. Mm. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to fucking go right in and heal what needs to be healed. Like you hold yeah. yourself accountable. And not everyone's going to be the same. Some people can listen to a free healing and it's going to change their whole life. Um, but that's just one big thing that I noticed. I really felt yeah. and a lot of other women there said because they made – sorry, because they paid such a big price price and it was sort of like it's having skin in the game mm. and that's what really helped them to go deeper than they ever did before it's a self-commitment piece and even for myself I was also like like I invested this is like you know a one-time thing where you know that she has other immersions in the future but we're like you know my head I'm not going to do this again you know what I mean this is like my one opportunity in this space to do that and so yeah it is that commitment piece of I did really hold myself accountable 
to like releasing my shit and going there. So that was a big thing as well. And I think another one is something that we learned more from the immersion is also just the way Monica holds herself and her belief is her belief is the transformation. And she's such an expander. Yeah. Like mm. so, what we're trying to say with this is that it's not about what technique you use to heal your trauma. Because if I'm here saying I can heal your trauma, yeah, I think that like you'll get a really good result, you know, if you work with me. And I use the same technique as Monica. We're equally yet- as skilled. Yes. It's not about that. And yet yeah. when Monica says she's going to heal your stuff, she's like, I will heal your shit. I will get to the root. You will come out of this immersion with your life will fully fucking change. Mm. Who is going to get a better result? Even though they're using the exact same technique, same words, same everything. The person who has the confidence within themselves and the person who holds the confidence within you, the clients. Like mm-hmm. Monica, I love what Monica would always say. She's like, trust me and trust yourself. You can take yourself there. And it's like Monica holds so much conviction and confidence in her work, even though she does the same work as other people. And yet she gets perhaps a deeper, stronger result simply because of the conviction that she holds and the belief that she holds that she will heal everyone's shit. And she says like, oh, there's nothing else like this out there. And, you know, maybe she does believe or maybe she doesn't know that other people are doing similar healings, but that belief in itself holds so much and sets the expectation for the group and for the room. And yeah, Kelly, as you said, it was just a massive expand expansion to be able to see her and be like, oh, actually, like we could do that. Like yeah. we could hold an immersion and it'd be equally as powerful and equally as transformational. And it's so interesting because Monica's work, I mean, the same work that we implement was really it incorporated the mind and the body, but through kinesiology with the in-person sessions that we have done before, it incorporates even more body work. Mm. There's even more like technique is what I would say. And yet it's so funny how people that we studied with and so many kinesiologists have less confidence within themselves. Yeah. And even though they actually know more, like they know so much more about the body, where to activate, where the acupoints are, what to, what exactly. area of the body to touch. Yeah. And so again, it's like the technique actually means very little, very little. Mm. It's about your, if you are a practitioner, it's about your personal confidence and the confidence you have in your own results and your ability to, to get those results. That's it. And so I want to dive a little bit into what is somatic trauma release and healing for those of you who are new to it. So it's basically um, understanding the mind-body connection and knowing that trauma is actually held in the body as memories in ourselves, right? And so the reason why so many of us are stuck you know, we know what to do. We know, you know, logistically how to get to our next level. We know we hold ourselves back, but sometimes the implementation is where we get stuck. That even though we know we want money, we feel scared to receive it. And even though we know we should hold our boundaries, we don't embody that. And so this is the gap of doing the somatic healing, of releasing all the resistance and the residue, the childhood trauma and the wounds actually from a body level um and it is so so powerful because i have even yet seen the results myself of being in business coaching programs that just focus on mindset and strategy but yet people can't show up and do the thing because they've got so much trauma and unfortunately coach if they are not trauma informed and they don't do the somatic work it's actually a big hindrance in the you know in helping people get the results that they could actually get 100 percent. it's like your mind 
can know one th- can know things yeah. and be aware sure awesome your mind's aware or your mind wants money wants a relationship whatever but how does your body feel is your body still stuck in the past and still stuck at that time in your life where you were bullied where you felt scared where you were like i cannot put myself out there because that's where that like block really comes from mm. and the mindset work and the talk therapy and all this stuff it just keeps targeting here the it mind. doesn't actually address anything that's going on in the body. Oh, sorry, targeting here. I'm already, yeah, I'm some people aren't, aren't watching. But if you do want to watch, check out Spotify or YouTube. Um, yeah, there was something else I was going to say on that. My goodness. The somatic is work is so powerful. Somatic work. Yeah. It's escaped me for now. But, um, oh, yeah, it was something that was good, though. It's okay. Let me know when it comes it. back to you. Yeah, probably will. Okay. Anyway, do you want to, let's like dive into what actually happened, like what we healed on the, on the days. So the first thing that we did um, was inner child healing, which is pretty like self-explanatory in that's probably the first thing that you should be healing is your childhood stuff. Right. So we went into that. And again, I've done this so, so many times, but I had a really great breakthrough when we specifically did the fatherhood wound, which I had a lot there with my father, a lot that even just this year, I feel like I cleared and neutralized. But for the past few weeks prior to the immersion, I had this like intense hunger that had developed and I started to gain a little bit of weight. And I didn't understand because like I would never felt satiated, like I would eat but then I would still feel so hungry and I would eat a lot, like what I normally eat and more. And I was still hungry. And I remember one day, like I was crying. So I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why am I so hungry? But I'm exercising so much and my weight's going up. I just feel like out of control. Then. Yeah. Well, I was literally crying, crying. Right now because I yawned. I'm not guys. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just like felt like weird and I knew it must be something energetic, but I didn't fully know what. And then going to Monica's immersion, you know, working with the body, she said, you know, what is that thing that you're craving from your father? And, you know, most of us are like, oh, it's love. And then she said, where do you feel that in your body as sensation? And when I felt into that, it was that intense hunger, like that void, like a pit in my stomach of like the love I was craving. And I was trying to eat that through food. I was trying to fill the void of love by eating right? Because it developed that craving for love developed as hunger. And that's like quite rare for me because I've always been on the opposite side where it's like, if I'm stressed, I don't eat. But all of a sudden I developed this hunger thing. And so I was like, holy crap, like I'm, I'm eating my way into receiving love, but it's never going to work because food can't fill that void. So I'm just eating and eating and eating and eating. Yes. And actually during the immersion, anyone who knows me knows that I love sugar and I literally eat sugar every single fucking mm. day. <laughs> Kit Kats, whatever, Mars bars. Oh my God, love. Um, and during the immersion, I would come home at the end of the day and I was not craving sugar. I didn't have snacks at all, even mm. Katie, obviously. No, you didn't. The immersion. We didn't even have time. It was like so back to back. And even when I would come back, I would come back at the end of the day and I was like, oh, should I go get a chocolate? And I was like, I'm not craving it. But yeah. you know when the craving did come back? When? On Monday when the girlfriends that we – like the friends we had made yeah. went home. Went home. And yeah. I was feeling sad. I felt so like 
my heart was just exploding. My cup was so mm-hmm. full with the connections we had made. And it's so interesting. Then when they left, I, my, my cravings came back a little bit, but I did lose. I literally lost one and a half kilos. I've not, lost one not kilo. Just, not just over the three days, obviously, but. Just over three days, I lost a kilo. Stop. Like I'm not even joking. Yeah. And my fat percentage has gone down by like 3%. Like because it's insane. My stomach do- is so fucking flat. When you do traumatic <laughs> trauma um, release, this kind of work, the work that we do, you will pee a lot. You will shit your brains out. I'm saying you will go to the yes. toilet a lot. Like, yeah. oh my God. it's still. I feel like it's still happening to me right now. The you cleanse. still go to the toilet a lot? I'm still, yeah, like shitting my guts out. And it's like that full release. And, and, and energetically, I just released it. And since doing that, since day one of the immersion, the hunger has subsided. You know, and I'm on my period. Like I also got my period during the immersion, which is like perfect timing for just release work and and more of your body just like shedding that. Um, but the hunger, no, it's it's not there. Like I feel fine, right? And it was all because of just diving into that and then giving myself the love and imagining that, you know, in that time when I was little and giving it from my dad and like we can rewrite your memories right whatever you need you can go back and give that to yourself so that was like so powerful that was like the big breakthrough and I was crying and I'm crying and just like wow oh my gosh what came up for me during the the healing around the dad stuff is I remembered this time in my life when I was younger where I was having a lot of issues in high school. People were talking about me, saying things about me, and I essentially I wanted to move schools. You'll remember this, Katie. And mm. one day I was explaining – because my mom understood everything that was going on, right? And that, But my dad didn't, so I was explaining to my dad how I felt in school and how I felt uncomfortable and how people were talking negatively about me. And I'm crying, crying, breaking down. And I'm like, I want to move schools. I need to get away from all this. I remember he just said, what? No you got to stay strong. You got to just tough it out. You Mm. you can't, you can't just leave. That's like, you're walking away. You're like failing. And I remember that I didn't feel seen or understood by him. And that caused so much. A lot of the time I didn't realize, but now I've realized it caused so much anger within me. Just Mm. like, you don't see me. You don't understand what I'm going through. And so healing that was so profound because I noticed how, and I mean, you will know Katie, but like recently I've just had this sort of unreasonable like unexplainable resentment or anger towards my father and I didn't know where it was coming from and now I'm like holy shit I've actually been holding on to it all these years from that time where I was like what I was probably like 14 and it can become just so suppressed so deep within our body that we don't even realize it's there exactly like we hold on to these memories and then these memories then dictate our further actions they can manifest as symptoms and illnesses and you know disease in our body so yeah that was like the first thing that we did and also for the mother ones interesting for me because you know we have an amazing relationship with our mom but when I went into that there was like this disassociation like when I because we like jumped into their bodies energetically when I jumped into mom's body there was like disassociation like she felt really mm. like disassociated and then and when she I was going through that when especially yeah. you when you were growing up and she mentioned like the postpartum depression and mm. feeling not like herself at all yeah she said that yeah she just like when we were younger was mentally like not okay and even mentally like during up. during the pregnancy as well because we did the the womb one when we went back into the womb and I also felt like that disassociation 
Like I didn't feel this intense love from our parents. I didn't feel unloved, but it just kind of felt like, oh, like they're not, they're not like recognizing me fully. And then when I talked to mom, she was like, yeah, I didn't know that you were supposed to talk to the baby in the womb and like send your baby love and all this. And it's like, wow, like I could feel that when I was Maybe a fetus. that's why I was always kicking so much out of mom's And I was like, bitch, I'm here. Bitch. Give me attention. <laughs> mm. Literally. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't know that until I asked her. And that's one thing as well. A mom came with us um, to the trauma healing immersion. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I wish my mom came with us. Everyone's like, stop, was, that's your mom, you you trio. like." Yeah, it, it was like she was so cute because Kelly and I – decided to go and then she was like I have to go because I don't want to hold you two back like with my trauma she was like, like I know if, I have to release it she's like what if you guys evolve so much that I and I haven't and that I'm actually holding you guys back and I'm like perhaps being the negative one and I'm like wow oh my gosh yeah. I'm like we have the sweetest mother and, and she, she went on her own journey too had the oh my god that was it was crazy. Her experience was crazy. It was so funny because at the very start of the immersion, because we've done lots of kinesiology sessions on our mom, our mom's like, I've done all this before. I've healed all this mom stuff, the dad stuff, the inner child. I've already done it. And Katie and I were like, okay. <laughs> um, we know there's actually deeper stuff beneath there, but that's all right. And then when we got into more of the actual body somatic work, she had like just – a really, really big response and such a big release. And it was so amazing to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, you know, we did a lot actually. It was full on back to back. I was exhausted because I've never done that much trauma work oh, yeah. in a day. Normally, you know, we do one thing and then we leave it. Um, but one, another big thing that came up for me was, you know, stepping into that next level self. We did meditations and visualizations of tapping into our future self who has all our desires and quantum leaping into that was part of me is still playing small in avoiding responsibilities. And when you avoid responsibilities, you're actually not saying yes to, you know, big things that you want in your future because it's easier to stay with what you have now, right? More success, more money, just more everything requires more responsibility. It requires you to hold more. And still there was that part of me that loved to stay small and stay almost in that little girl of like, I can rely on other people or I can be looked after by other people. And so just releasing that and stepping deeper into my personal power and realizing that I'm so safe to like have responsibilities. In fact, the more responsibilities that I take on, I, I get to be more in my power. And I don't have to avoid that because when you avoid responsibilities, like you can avoid signing on more clients, you can avoid more money, you can avoid actually all the stuff that you're asking for, but you're not actually ready to hold on to that. Um, and I saw myself um, very clearly this version of me in the future, like just badass woman, so strong in her energy, yet still so feminine, so tapped in. She was wearing pink pants and white top. And um, I also saw myself on stage so walking on stage with a microphone talking to an audience like in an auditorium and I'm like that's going to be me and I have so much power to just share with the world and share my gift and speak my truth so that's probably one of the biggest things that came out of it for me of like how I'm playing still so small in my business and how I can step up so much and I just need to claim that and it's safe it's so safe to do that 
Yes. Oh my God. I had a really interesting one come up around money. So when we did this money one and it was like, okay, if I had a lot of money, then what? Mm. And I feel like I already- Mine was also responsibility as well, interestingly in that one. And so I feel like I already have quite a good relationship with money. You know, I make quite a bit of money. I manifest money consistently, but I all, I always still do feel like this a little bit where I'm holding back, where I could really, I could make more, I could have more impact, everything like that. And so it was, if I had a lot of money, I would be different. Mm. And we went into that and connected to the trauma and really interesting Um, Some people might know that I have regular nightmares and they're super random about all sorts of different things. And this reoccurring nightmare that I would have is um, where I would be at my high school. Oh, sorry, my high school. Sorry, I would be at my primary school and I would either be all alone or there'd be other people there. And it just has this really murky, weird energy in the dream. Anyway, when we did the healing into going into that, like what is behind this? Like I would, if I had a lot of money, I would be different. And it was... I was, I ended up back in my primary school and I was all alone. Mm -hmm. And why my primary school? Because when I was in primary school, I felt isolated and I felt alone. I would sit outside of the classroom by myself crying because boys who, you know, before people knew much about anything, boys would pull your hair and annoy you and do all these things because they actually had a crush on you. But for me, I was like, oh, they're bullying me. Why are they always annoying me, kicking my chair, doing this and that? So I would just... I like isolate myself, sit alone and cry. And it was super interesting that my mind, my body had connected that feeling. Like that feeling was so uncomfortable for me, feeling like I was different, feeling isolated, that my body was like, it's safer to not make a lot of money so that you don't feel that again. Yeah, to protect you. And that's the thing to realize, like so much of our self-sabotage is just protection. Our body is just saying it's safer here out there, getting out of your comfort zone, more money, more success, more business, clients, all the things, it's not safe. It doesn't feel comfortable. So then we stay where we are. Even though logically, mentally, we can know that we want more, our yes. nervous system just can't hold that. Exactly. That's why, like, you know, when we can find ourselves, other people find themselves saying things like, but I really want so much money. I'm open to it. I want the clients. I want the big business. You're talking about your mind, yeah. Right? But your body, where's How your do body you at? Feel like tune into your desire. Notice what parts of your body expand and what parts of your body contract. Mm-hmm. Look at the contraction. Dissolve the contraction because the contraction is where you're holding yourself back, right? There's always going to be two parts to that, and when, especially when you tune into your body, that's where you'll be able to feel more the contraction because your mind. Often like, yeah, your mind has limiting beliefs and stuff, but the contraction is your nervous system saying no. Mm -hmm. And limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. can be created by contraction in your body. Exactly. Right. And so connected. So that's what it's just really, really interesting to notice that. And so what can be really, really powerful is actually uncovering the fear that you hold in your body, the trauma that you hold in your body, because that is what is actually holding you back from achieving your manifestations of making more money in your business, of signing more clients, of attracting that relationship. And I just find it so, so interesting, especially when I do work with clients or people who say, logically, I want more money. I want this. I want that. And they're like, why isn't it coming? Let's ask your body that. Mm, That's so powerful because Oh, I think a lot of people try to like almost convince themselves of their desire of like why I want it, but actually looking 
or like why I'm not a match and how I need to uplevel my frequency. It's less about that. It's more looking at what am I afraid of if it does. Mm-hmm. That's where the resistance is. Not, oh, I need to like want more money, want more money. It's actually that you don't feel safe having money. So it doesn't yes. matter how much you want money, like your body is going to keep self-sabotaging. Exactly. Like you don't need to go buy all the designer bags and be at all the luxury five-star hotels to mm. up-level your frequency no. to then be aligned with millions of dollars. No, you need to heal the trauma and the fear that you hold deep down that is actually trying to keep you safe. Like these fears are there to keep you safe. So what yeah. I went into around that trauma, not trauma, all of it, the trauma that I had, then developed this fear of I don't want to feel that loneliness, that isolation ever again. And so I'm going to make sure and self-sabotage so that I never end up making lots of money so that I don't feel different, so that I don't feel that same loneliness separation again. And so Mm. it's just, it's so like, what? It runs so deep. It runs so deep. Yeah. So there is so much more we have to talk about, about the immersion, honestly. Like we've only just really scratched the surface. Exactly. I really do want to share more about this and about the amazing women that we met and the connections that we've made and just more of the work, like the things that we uncovered, which we will do in the next episode. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to today. If you are a female business owner and you are ready to up level and attract more clients, cash flow, and just show up confidently online, then I invite you inside of my new offering, which is the Quantum Mastermind. This is the ultimate all-encompassing high touch space where I have brought together everything that I know about scaling and succeeding in business. So not only do we have the business structure and the masculine side, we also bring in the feminine energetics, quantum manifestation, but also the somatic healing and trauma release. I feel like this is the missing component for so many people doing programs out there and not getting the results is that nervous system recalibration and actually feeling safe to step into your next level. So all the details are down below. This is where you get two group calls per month and you also get a private call with me as well. So I'm really, really excited for this offering to help you just expand in your business. I'm going to have to jump in on that offer because Mm. that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've been there. I've been in those programs, those masterminds where there is no trauma healing, there's no somatic work. And I'm like, there's something missing here. (laughs) Mm. And I mean, you can do those programs, but then you would have to also work with separately a somatic coach in order to get the results yeah which is what we did like I've done I have I haven't done program that combines both Mm -hmm. um the somatic healing and the up leveling and I've been able to up level in my business despite doing just you know the coaches that just do mindset and all that because on the side I was always doing kinesiology yeah and that's why I now see oh why was I the only one who got results out of the other 10 15 women who didn't is because they weren't doing the somatic work you're booking sessions with me yeah I was actually doing the work and it's not to say like it's better or like you know whatever or to put other people down but it's just like recognizing the pattern in that. So if you are just going to go for something that is just business structure, strategy, and mindset, know that it's missing the core part of the somatic healing. 
So either do one that encompasses all or have two separate coaches for both. And the, like you can identify if you really do need a trauma person to step in to help you with your business is mm. when you, you do all these programs, you understand the strategy, you understand what yeah. you need to do in your business, like show up, post this, do this and that, but you find yourself struggling to actually implement it. Yeah. You're struggling to implement it because there's trauma there. Because yes. again, your body is like, no, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to mm-hmm. put myself out there. So I don't want to speak is, my truth. It's stopping you. Mm. And you, and it might show up as, okay, I go live on Instagram and I just freeze. <gasps> and I'm like, yeah. no more Instagram lives. <laughs> so that's a really easy way to identify that. And so if you are desiring to heal your trauma, to reignite that inner spark, that fire and that light within you, that confidence that you once held, then I invite you to work with me one-on-one. I've got a number of different ways to do that, either through personalized one-on-one coaching or pre-recorded healings. So all the details on how to work with me will be below. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, if it sparked something within you, please do reach out and let us know because it really, we just love receiving those messages from you guys. It is so heartwarming and fulfilling to know that there are so many others of you out there that resonate with our message. We will see you next time and have a lovely, amazing day. Bye everyone.